an international team of scientists from Spain, Italy, and the UK recently developed a method of engineering a trachea from a patient's own stem cells. The trachea was then successfully transplanted to the patient. What implications does this stem cell technique have for other organ transplants? You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman. And joining us to discuss tissue-engineered trachea transplantation is Dr. Paolo Macchiarini, head of thoracic surgery at the hospital clinic in Barcelona, Spain. Dr. Macchiarini performed the successful trachea transplant. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Macchiarini. Thank you for the invitation. Please tell us about this patient. Why did this patient need a transplant, and why was this person a candidate for this special procedure? Well, this is a 30-year-old lady that I saw for the first time almost three and a half years ago. By that time, she suffered from airway tuberculosis. After medical treatment, she had, as a consequence of this medical tuberculosis, tenosis and narrowing of the airway at two levels. One at the subglottic level, just below the larynx, and the second on her left main bronchus. We treated surgically the upper stenosis at the subglottic level and put a stent inside the left main bronchus because we thought that by that time a surgery in this particular site would be very dangerous. Unfortunately, she did not tolerate well, or let's say at all, this stent placement required multiple hospitalizations, interventions like mobilization, toilets, and so forth. And we decided six months later to take off the stand. Unfortunately, we did not have any other therapies, so we just were waiting and gaining time. Because on the lab, on the animal lab, we were actively investigating the possibility to transplant tracheas with the tissue engineering processes and therefore eventually to go far in this investigation so that we could help that patient. It happens that she remains stable almost two years, but by the end of 2007, she was worsening and in January she presented with a really poor clinical status, shortness of breath, relapsing pneumonias, and we had only two therapies, which was one first take off the lung and do a plastic, a really very complicated surgery at the airway bifurcation, or try the tissue trachea transplant. Because she was so young, we felt that probably the best would be to do the transplant because we had very preliminary but very convincing evidence that at least in peaks, this would work. We presented just before the results at the American Association of Thoracic Surgery meeting, and we're very confident about that. We talked to her, saying that, well, just before taking off the lung, why we do not try? If it works, then we uh, are all very, very happy because you just replace your bronchus with another trachea, mm-hmm. but with your own stem cells, so you don't need immunosuppressive drugs. This was at least what we had in the lab. Was it considered, is it done to use cadaver trachea transplantation or animal or other types of transplantation material other than growing out a person's own stem cells? In this specific case, we just took a cadaveric human trachea donated here in Spain from a lady. We processed that trachea in the way that we took off the cells 
and the major histocompatible complex antigens, class 1 and 2. And once these cells, were, this trachea was uh, completely decellularized, we used on one side the patient's own respiratory cells and the stem cells, which were after that differentiated in chondrocytes to reseed completely this foreign trachea with autologous own cells of the patient. That's fascinating. So it was a cadaver trachea, but then you had to treat it so that all of its antigenic properties were stripped. Exactly. And then her own stem cells were used to kind of cement this in place along with some of her respiratory epithelium. Exactly. The stem cells were put it on the external surface and the respiratory cells on the internal surface. So we passed from having a dead trachea to a living trachea, which was made by the donated trachea and the living cells from the own patients. That is fascinating. And in terms of using the stem cells, you did say they were somewhat differentiated? Well, yes, because we did a bone marrow aspiration, and then we put these obtained stem cells in culture, and the first step was to expand them because we did not have that much or that many cells. We needed millions and millions of cells to produce then a chondrocytes. So these undifferentiated cells were then stimulated to differentiate into chondrocytes, the specific cells that just lies on the external surface of the trachea. And this took at least one and a half months to get this process done. Are there specific ways, there must be, that you can take a stem cell and have it differentiate along particular cell lines? Oh, yes. For instance, in this specific case, it was made by stimulating them through the specific growth factors, the parathyroid hormone growth factors, in the same way as, for instance, you could stimulate uh, other stem cells to differentiate in endothelial cells using other types of growth factors. So the growth factors were used to give these adult cells the signal to differentiate them in a specific cell that we wanted to have. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and joining me to discuss tissue-engineered trachea transplantation is Dr. Paolo Macchiarini, head of thoracic surgery at the hospital clinic in Barcelona, Spain. Dr. Macchiarini, you said that the whole procedure took about 90 days? Well, let's say the entire procedure took three months. From the very beginning where we had the chance to have donated a human trachea up to the seeding process of the autologous cells with this trachea. So more or less three months, yes. Interesting. And how has the patient done subsequent to the procedure? Well, the patient went home 10 days after surgery and she had three checks in the subsequent month and she is now enjoying her life in Colombia. That's incredible. And so far, no recurrent pneumonias or other respiratory issues. Her lung is still recovering because clearly her lung was damaged because of this resistance obstacle at the level of the left main bronchus. And this is the reason why now and then she has some problems with the lung, but the episodes are by far less and she's doing really very fine. For instance, we check at the endoscopic view and the antibodies panel in her blood to see whether or not there was a clinical rejection, and there was not. So we are very happy so far with the postoperative course. That's marvelous. So wonderful as transplantation is for her, she doesn't even need, as you said, all the immunosuppressive therapy, at least so far. 
Well, this is a major advance, I think, and probably the most important advance, because if we can get these in the near future for all types of transplantation, then this would change the life of the transplant medicine. But I'm not that much optimistic to have all these steps done in the near future. Probably we need years and years and years of investigation first. So we're not that close. Have you done a similar procedure in any other patients at this point? No, because my specialty is in the airway, so I'm focusing on that. On the other hand, before doing this type of transplantation, you just first need to assure that you have made all other therapeutic resources. So transplantation is something that we made in this specific case because we did not want to take our off the lungs, but there are other fields of potential indications. We are now trying to improve, even improve our technique. We needed, for instance, in this specific case, three months. We are trying to get all done in 45 minutes in the operating room, but this needs at least a six months investigation in the lab. You did mention that there are various growth factors that can cause a stem cell to differentiate down different paths. To your knowledge, are other types of cells being developed? What kind of future do you see for this technology? Oh, yes. I think that the future is, must be realistic. For instance, our plan in our lab is to use differentiated stem cells, for instance, to treat patients with pulmonary hypertension, which is a lethal disease. And unfortunately, we do not have that many resources, except, for instance, lung transplantation or drugs that are very costly and most of the time at the long term do not work. We have, for instance, evidence that by the intratracheal injection of azostam cells without differentiating them, they can prevent and even reverse the pulmonary hypertension so that we hope that we could prove evidence that in a short time we eventually can give this therapy to patients as well. Other types of indications in my field would be, for instance, extend these airway transplants to patients that have a larynx problems to eventually restore the voice box or a part of the larynx, which would be per se very, very, very important because the quality of life is very restricted in these patients. But for instance, in the United Kingdom, there will be a clinical trial on using cartilage for meniscus operations. Can you imagine how this would change natural course of the disease. There will be indeed, I think, in a very short future, stem cells injection to prevent or treat myocardial infarction. So there are several indications, and probably those that I listed are the most realistic to be implemented in the clinical scenario very shortly. So it sounds like in the nearer future, this technique could be used for endothelial cells for conditions like pulmonary hypertension and perhaps myocardial infarction. Exactly. And in my mind, I have science fiction movies and fantasies that one day we can perhaps produce entire organs. Is that something that this technology could conceivably lead to? Well, it could be, but I'm not that optimistic that it will be in the next 20 years because we are far away from that. And especially there are other types of, let's say, drawbacks in the sense that you know that the usage of stem cells is a very hot topic from a social point of view, political or religious point of view. So uh, these are things that we need to control. But as long as these investigations 
or these applications are done under the control of ethics commissions and within the good clinical practice, I think that we will sooner or later come to the point where we can offer patients organs without using immunosuppression. That's marvelous. I noticed that you did work with other scientists from Italy and the UK. What was their involvement? Well, Italy was very important because on one hand, the University of Padua with Professor Conconi was responsible of controlling what we did with the human trachea in the sense that the, the decellularization process was blindly controlled by them and to see whether or not all cells were taken off. And the University of Milan with the Polytechnico Institute has given us a bioreactor, which is a sort of chamber where we put in the donated trachea and this chamber permits the seeding of the own patient's cells. So this permits a contact then that is simultaneous on the other and external surface. So these two institutions have given us a real chance to go forward in this process. Very nice. Well, I would like to thank my guest from the hospital clinic in Barcelona, Spain, Dr. Paolo Macchirini. We have been talking about the tissue-engineered trachea transplant that he has developed and participated in. It's really very exciting, a very exciting area of development. It is not something that is on the horizon for every patient, but we are starting to be able to use a patient's own stem cells to help with transplantation such that some patients may not need to be on immunosuppressive therapy after these marvelous procedures. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and I want to thank you for listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals.